0: From Relay FM. This is Upgrade Episode 157, The iPhone Keynote Draft. This episode is brought to you by Casper Freshbooks and Encapsula. My name is Mike Hurley and I am back baby and I am joined by Mr. Jason Snell.
1: Hey Mike, welcome back. It Thank seems you. like you were only gone a week if you're a listener, mm-hmm. but you were gone much longer, <laughs> much longer many 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 weeks. It's been 3 and a half weeks,
0: I think, since I've recorded Upgrade of you.
1: Yeah, we did, a, we did a week where we recorded, and I'm not kidding about this, three episodes of Upgrade, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then two weeks where there was no Upgrade, and then the, the one last week with uh, with Merlin, so I'm glad you you're back. you know what,
0: though, Jason? Jason, do you Nobody, know cares, what? About Nobody cares about that. Cares Nobody cares about, about this. this. No. Hashtag Snell Talk this week comes in from Brent, and Brent wants to know, Jason, do you use any podcast playlists? In your app of choice, and if so, what are they?
1: I uh, only have one. I have the priority playlist, the you know defining playlist, which is the stuff that I uh, it, it uh, some podcasts get automatically added to it, mm-hmm. and others I add manually um, from Overcast and put them in the queue. And so that's that's sort of how I do it. Is that I've got a, a, a queue of things that I'm manually adding, and then the podcasts that I've deemed. Uh, uh, strong enough that I want to just every new episode goes in there. And so, that's my, okay. which means that, which means that a lot of times it's the, um, you know, ATP and flop house <laughs> podcast with other podcasts mm-hmm. also appearing, but uh, just the one, I don't have a separate, Like podcasts for a different mood. Maybe, maybe I should try that sometime to like when I want to listen to Dragon Friends or the Adventure Zone or any of those like Dungeons and Dragons podcasts or something like Hello from the Magic Tavern. I could put that in its own thing, but I don't. I just sort of uh, keep uh, a collection of them teed up in the, in the one playlist.
0: So I assume that you have an all on un- all episodes, right? and all unlistened episodes, and then the queue that you can get set up at whoevercast, where you pick like reorder things that you want to listen to. Yes. But then you also have the priority list, and if anything's in there, it gets listened to first.
1: Yeah. So the priority okay. list is the is the list, and then everything else, I'll go into a podcast and say, "Oh yeah, here's a, here's this episode." Like. um Uh, Cortex is a good example where, and Reconcilable Differences is also a good example where I am, depending on who, how, how you define it, I'm either way behind or I just pick and choose episodes. Don't listen to everyone, but I do listen to some. And, you know, in both cases, I basically, um, I think I both have them set to not add to the priority list and I, I will, um, every so often i'll be like oh yeah i want to listen to that episode of cortex and i'll go in and add an episode or two of cortex or rectifs and i'll put them in there and then and then they're in there but they're not always in there
0: so for me just as examples i just have an all unfinished so every unfinished episode like every unlistened to episode yeah. and then a queue and then i just go through the uh unlistened and i add things to my queue that's how i do things. okay
1: i I mean, that's basically what I have, except I don't use the all-unlistened. I, I, instead, I actually, like, look at the—I very rarely use the all-unlistened. I just look at the podcasts, and I'm I'm generally driven by thinking, like, oh, I haven't listened to Rectifs for a little while, and I'll add a couple episodes. And But I, rather than looking at that, you know, giant stack of every unlistened episode of every podcast I subscribe to.
0: You're a picker and a chooser. Guess so. All right, I want to talk about the summer of fun real quick
1: summer of fun summer of
0: fun is over now um i feel like considering this is the inaugural summer of fun we have to set some parameters and i feel like the summer of fun ends with the iphone keynote that's when the summer of fun
1: ends I think you're right. I think you're right. So as we go into the draft today, we'll be leaving the summer of fun behind. But the, the nice thing about the summer of fun, and again, just a peek behind the curtain here, is you can hear Mike invent the summer of fun <laughs> in uh the what which episode was that? In it was the, the uh, draft.
0: No, no, it was the, the one after no, that. It,
1: Wait. It was the No, it wasn't. Mm, okay. It was it was the confusing. it was the uh, automation episode. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. We we invented is that what we invented the summer of fun in the automation episode or did we invent it in the draft and then back No. so it's a complicated thing we invented it and then we had to go back Um, that's what it was we we invented it in the automation episode but then um, the uh, next episode was the uh, hardware draft.
0: Which had already been Uh, recorded before. Which had
1: already been recorded. So we had to go back and re-record the very beginning of that episode to incorporate the Summer of Fun. What what I'm saying is we stumbled on the Summer of Fun. You invented it. You can hear me say, boy, you've got a real knack for this branding, the Summer of Fun. Thank goodness you didn't call it the first annual Summer of Fun. I would have gotten very (laughs) angry with you. But this all happened basically in August. So what I'm saying is next year we will have to figure out what starts the Summer of Fun. Well, I actually know
0: what it is, but we can't talk about it right now. But I know what begins the Summer of Fun, and the Summer of Fun may be longer next
1: year. Is is the Summer of Fun after WWDC? I believe it will start around then, yeah. Okay. So it's like draft to draft from WWDC keynote to iPhone event is the Summer of Fun? Yeah, that's a good way of putting it.
0: Yeah, I like that. So from, right. from yeah, the th- it's, well, I don't know, three months, it might get a bit tiring to shout Summer of Fun every episode. Uh, that wasn't I don't my think so. thinking, <laughs> but uh, okay, but we'll see. We have, we have plans. I, I'm thinking more on the Summer of Fun now as a, as a thing right. to occur every year, because typically, unless firmware leaks, as we know, summer in technology news can be, can be tough. So yep. it's
1: about us coming up with some fun things to do over the summer. Sure. And we go and we travel a lot. Right. Which is Mm -hmm. one of the one of the reasons the Summer of Fun actually exists is we travel a lot and uh, we have to we're sort of forced to be creative in order to have upgrade happen every week, um, which is why we had I mean, the Summer of Fun this year was essentially all these kind of unusual episodes because of travel.
0: Um, talking about unusual things, uh, we do Mike at the Movies every now and then, uh, where we watch a movie at the end of an episode of Upgrade. Uh, we have the next Mike at the Movies movie picked. We're going to be watching this for the episode on the 25th of September, so right at the end of this month, and it is going to be Terminator 2. So uh, this is your forewarning. If you watch Terminator 2, we will be discussed at the, uh, on the episode on the 25th of September. But today's episode, because it is the uh, iPhone keynote draft, is all about the draft. And we're going to get into the draft in just a moment, but before we do, let's talk about the iPhone event itself, because the reason we are doing our keynote draft today is because there is going to be an iPhone keynote next Tuesday. But this iPhone keynote is slightly different to other keynotes because of where it's taking place, which is in the Steve Jobs Theater on Apple Park, and it is the first time that the press at large i believe will be going to apple park and it's the first time that an event is going to be happening at the new campus theater
1: that's right that's right so, it's uh they sent they sent out the rsvps and they were all like in apple wallet and stuff you click and say i'm coming and then it adds a barcode to your apple wallet which is and this funny. is different
0: I, doesn't usually do that when you when you sign up for no, these events? no no y-
1: Usually, it just says reply to RSVP, you know, whatever at apple. dot com, mm-hmm. and uh, tell them you're coming. And then you get then usually you get an email from a PR person saying, um, "Did you get the invitation?" And you get another one saying, "It's great that you're coming." Yeah. And it's wh- what uh-huh. I'm saying is it was really super uh, not like low tech, like not a system before and they actually have put in a a system this time which is kind of cool so new venue new system the whole the works
0: so I was wondering what you're expecting from the venue and what Apple could do to make it accommodating to the journalists that will be visiting
1: well so Apple's history with these events it's really changed originally these Apple events were very um Kind of Spartan for the most part, and and as the um, PR team has evolved, they've changed it around a lot to make it more friendly. I think the uh, unkind way to would way to put it would be to say that when uh steve and uh katie cotton were in charge and and ruling over the world uh they figure that the media would come and do what they say and it wasn't a big deal they would just have them wait and then come in and then they started adding amenities to make it more comfortable like to be gracious uh hosts and things which again it's inside baseball it's i i it's well known that journalists will um Eat whatever free food you you provide for them. That's how it works. Um, But so this is it'll be interesting to see how far this goes. Will there be? they're going to be shaking out the bugs so uh, it'll be interesting to also see how it changes the next time from this time what they learn from this Um, we have all these questions about like you know you're supposed to park at the visitor center and I'm sure they'll have people there to sort of like wave us in and all of that Um, and then you got to walk over to the event will there be you know are we going to wait outside we're going to wait inside Um, how big is the waiting area I I don't I don't know I mean in the end it doesn't really matter they're going to have a big theater and they're going to fill it with people but I am kind of curious about how it's going to it's going to work they did very, very clearly specify in this invitation where we're supposed to go. There's a specific street address, which is the basically the visitors center the that they're mm. that they're built for uh, for Apple Park, where people can come and buy buy stuff. And I, I don't know what else they're going to do with the visitors center, but uh, that seems to be the parking lot that we're going to use. And then. Um, presumably people will lead us you know or will point the way to get to the the steve jobs theater and that'll be m- most of us uh, you know with a couple exceptions will be our first time on the apple park campus so that's pretty exciting even though it's steve jobs theater is sort of um you know at the bottom corner of the campus it's not co- you know it's not the the big ring itself you'll it's still see thing it off though, right like side. that which will be a uh, wonderful thing you can't thing, miss it you know Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: you can't. Yeah, you can't miss it at all.
1: It's this. If you if you look at a map, it's just it, this enormous structure right next to this little theater.
0: One thing that I thought uh, was was really cool. The um, The Verge had a, a post that they put up a couple of days ago, uh, where they embed an Instagram uh, kind of gallery from a, a site called Mac Museum. A Mac magazine, sorry, and it's showing. I assume some a construction worker has leaked images or sent images of the the current state of construction, presumably a week ago. So you kind of get a flavour for what they're going for look wise, and it all looks like. the the kind of birch or the light wood that Apple have been using in Apple stores, it doesn't look like your conventional theater by any stretch of the imagination. So I'm really keen to see how it's presented on the video. And what I also found funny, I realized this while we were doing Connected, like we're going to have one of the most packed episodes next week talking about this, but we have to still just devote some time to talking about the room you are in, right? Because that's going to be
1: interesting. And there are a lot of reports like uh, Bloomberg has a report talking about like how they've got a, the demo space is built in and it like there's a, a sliding door that opens up and reveals the demo space. Wow. Um, okay. Right? Because, wow. because the, the most important thing to remember about this is this is what this venue was built for. Like yep. this venue is purpose yep. built for Apple media events like the iPhone launch. This is why they made it. So they made it based on all of apple's needs in doing a product launch because while they will use it for co- you know corporate events company meetings and and things like that the reason this thing exists is for apple to do its events on its campus in a space it controls and it's built it in order to uh, to do that, the last thing you do is build this build this theater and then realize, oh, and it isn't suitable for this need that we've got in every one of our events, and one of those needs is the hands on area right after an event, so it sounds like they have built a hands on area which is unsurprising, but that it may actually be a little more dramatic than that that there's Wouldn't a that be uh, wonderful that there's an open space that kind of like retracts according to Bloomberg to reveal the uh the demonstration room Ooh. that you can uh, that you can then go in which is uh would not surprise me at all right that makes that makes sense because that's why this thing exists is for this stuff
0: i hope that they keep the cameras rolling if that happens just to see the room that's right at the end <laughs> just because it might be kind of cool but yeah I, this is the thing right we can expect next week's episode to last seven hours or something i, I don't know how, we're going to be doing it as soon as we can um, after the event, as always. So uh, you could look out for that next Tuesday. It was going to be um, our iPhone uh, episode. Yeah. of about great. And
1: I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it in the car. I think we've decided that I'm going to use the car time to reflect and ponder. Mm-hmm. and Then um, I'll get back here and uh, we'll we'll do a podcast.
0: Yep, which is the way the way it should be. I think mm. give us give everybody some time because as well in, in taking that break time I get to find out all of the little details that come out after the events so uh, I'll be I'll be armed with as much information as possible um, I'm really excited about this event Jason I'm really really very excited about it
1: Great Are you Yeah I mean it's it, it, it this is busy right so it's 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 tempered with it's excitement tempered with the um just the feeling of how much you know, how much work there's going to be the next couple of weeks. It's a lot. There's a lot, a lot to digest, a lot to figure out because in addition to the hardware, presumably we're going to get OS launches. Um, it's just, you know, this is it. This is peak Apple for the year is, is this, uh, this next couple of weeks.
0: All right, we should get into the draft, but before we do, let's take a break and thank our first sponsor, and today that is Casper. Casper is the company that created an outrageously comfortable mattress that it sells directly to consumers, which can be you, of course, eliminating those commission-driven, inflated Prices. Casper's award-winning mattress was developed in-house by their team of engineers. It has a sleek design and is delivered to you in an impossibly small box. Casper also offers pillows and soft breathable sheets as well, and those pillows are, of course, adaptable to you because that's what they believe in making those lovely adaptable mattresses. Those mattresses have been developed by Casper's team in San Francisco. They have a proprietary foam. It relieves pressure and increases airflow, and they combine it with a springy comfort layer to contour to your body and keep you cool. This is what gives you just the right sink and just the right bounce. It's no surprise that they have over 4.8 stars of, on, of online, online reviews. Reviews of Over 30,000 of them, in fact, have been posted online. And Casper is ranking very highly across them, and this is because their quality mattresses are offered at great prices, and they are designed by their wonderful team of people right in America. Casper have cut the hassle on costs and costs in dealing with showrooms, and they pass those savings directly on to you. Now, Mr. Jason Snell, I believe that you have a Casper in your home, do you not? I do.
1: I was just sleeping on it earlier today.
0: <laughs> and how how was that? Was it was it was it upsetting to leave your Casper mattress this morning, Jason?
1: It's always upsetting to leave my Casper mattress. I try to remain on it as long as I can, which when I work at home (laughs) is possible. Uh, Yeah, very comfortable. We've had it for a couple of years. It's lovely. Buying a Casper mattress is so easy it's actually completely
0: risk-free as well. Casper offers free delivery and free returns to the US, Canada and the UK as well. With Casper, you can actually get to sleep on your mattress before you make your final decision. You can try it out for 100 nights and decide if it's the mattress you want to then spend the next maybe third of your life on. People don't replace their mattresses very often. If you don't love your Casper mattress for any reason, they will pick it up and refund you everything. You can get $50 towards any mattress purchase by just going to casper.com upgrade, and you'll want to use the code upgrade at checkout to get those $50 off. So it's casper.com slash upgrade and the code upgrade at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you so much to Casper for their support of this show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second annual iPhone keynote draft. Can you believe, Jason, this is only the second time we've done the keynote draft? I looked and meticulously through our back catalogue and we have done many drafts, but this is actually just the second iPhone draft.
1: Uh, yeah, you said the second keynote draft. That's not true. This is the, what, third or f- fourth?
0: Yeah, it's the second iPhone keynote draft. It's like maybe the third or fourth keynote draft. Okay.
1: All right. Yes, but, but no, we only started this, la- this madness last year.
0: Hey, I think you should refer to it as this wonderful tradition
1: okay second annual though you finally get to use that use that that's good i, most I approve of do. second annual second, second annual iphone fun. keynote draft yep.
0: so these are the rules the rules have been established over many many drafts now on this draft we are going to do six rounds which is 12 overall picks jason did i finally get oh, that boy. right you did yes okay Uh, As you know, me and Jason have amassed a possible uh, pick list that we have between the two of us where we will be picking from, so no no curveballs thrown in, but Jason always finds a way to do that anyway. Uh, The winner of the previous draft gets the first pick, and as the WWDC keynote champion, I get the first pick. Uh, For an item to count, it must either be clearly announced on stage or presented on a slide during the presentation.
1: Yes, nothing sliding by in a press release, no. released simultaneously, or a change on Apple's website that is not mentioned. That it must count. be in the video feed. For or a to see. pre-announce this week of stuff that they're clearing yep. the agenda doesn't in order count. to not talk about it doesn't count.
0: Unless that stuff is then also mentioned, right? I think we've, exactly. we've agreed on that in the past. Yes. Now, typically, the draft is scored by myself and Jason, and we come to an agreement with our score on the episode. But in case of a scoring stalemate, Stephen Hackett will adjudicate. There will be no half point points awarded. It is full points only. Um, there are no points awarded, so therefore no picks for any ridiculously obvious items. Like, if a we new were to iPhone. say... A new iPhone <laughs> doesn't count. That does not count. Got to be no. a little bit, a little, a little bit, bit more
1: specific than that.
0: Now, there can be other products. Like, for example, there is a pick in here, which is new Apple Watch. Now that is not as obvious as new iPhone, right? I think we can all agree on yes. that. Yes, um, the points will be awarded uh, on the episode next week, and they are final. There is no go- no backsies on this one. So and no follow up with point changes. That's not, not how happen. that's not how the draft works, Jason Snell. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Um, nope. Today we are going to do something a little bit different to previous drafts, um, where at the very end, because I liked this from the hardware draft, we'll do a "Bring Out Your Dead" segment, where the things that we think could happen but didn't make it into our draft, we also can get to talk about them, but we will not be awarded points for any of those. Right. So, pick number one. I get to go first. And uh-huh. this is um, the closest to obvious, but I think not completely a done deal. My first pick is that there will be three iPhones announced during the keynote. Now, I will start with a couple of things that like that could make this risky, right? Yes, um, there could be just two, or there could be four. The iPhone yeah. SE could appear mm-hmm. at this event. We don't know. If the iPhone SE does pop up Then on the stage, then I do not get this. These are the th- three iPhones, and what obviously what we're expecting here is a revision to the current iPhones plus
1: a more fancy iPhone. Would you agree with that? I think that's where we're both coming from, predictions. That's exactly right. That's the idea, is that there will be stepped-up versions of the iPhone 7 mm-hmm. and 7 Plus and the OLED high-end... Fancy phone, yeah.
0: Now, a couple of things on this, just while we're talking about it. Um, From a naming perspective, because we we enjoy talking about product naming, what do you think the two iPhones will be called? Do you think there will be the 7S, or do you think they're going to go to eight?
1: Uh, I've I've seen reports of both but that's one of those things that's you know it's held close to Apple's heart uh, you know that that's something that is hard to get out of them because it's in Phil Schiller's group right they're they're making decisions about that and have made decisions about that I don't know um, I could go either way like logically they are the 7S and 7S plus but I could see with this third phone hanging over the the product line that they might prefer to refer them all as like iPhone eight or something like that. iPhone eight, iPhone eight plus, and iPhone oh. eight Pro or huh. iPhone Pro or iPhone Edition or whatever we want to call it. That they might want to have them all. It's one. It's a. It's an easy way to make the other models seem. Um. Seem newer Better. because it's eight instead of seven. Also, can I just say once you add plus to the line, the S thing gets really complicated, right? We already have the six S Plus and the 6S. Mm-hmm. But the 7S plus again, ah, it's not a great name. It's no. this there's a lot of there's a lot of modifiers there. Eight plus makes more sense. So that my my if I had to pick I'd say that they're just going to go ahead and call them iPhone eight. But uh, that would be a change from all the uh, the S models that we've had.
0: The extra syllable in 7s plus to 6s plus really does make it more clunky to say like I agree. and it, it makes it, it's it makes clunkier it to say.
1: and then you've got that new phone up top. So you know maybe you just move them all along and and uh, potentially even call them all iPhone 8 something. Yeah. so you know you I hadn't
0: it. considered because I've heard people say about the, calling them the iPhone 8 but I hadn't considered that the fancy OLED phone would be included in that naming structure that's interesting Could to be. me that's Could that's be. really interesting because then they're not calling it this it's not going to be called the 7 Pro like they they that doesn't make sense right or the 7S edition like that that's right. weird right so I'd always just assumed that that iPhone would just get called like iPhone plus modifier name mhm without any number but if they want to put a number in there, which they may want to, depending on what they think the roadmap's going to be like, like if they can't make two of these OLED phones next year, then they may just call it like the iPhone 9, iPhone 9 Pro, iPhone 9 Plus. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that could that be. could be a big thing around it because I I had originally thought um, that they would maybe keep them on the the other two on the seven range, so they could differentiate them even further from whatever the other phone's going to be called. But they might not want to do that because they still have to sell the other ones. This is this is a real... I, I'm really, really interested to see how they name these products. I mean, I always have an interest in it because I think it's kind of fascinating, the product marketing anyway. But this one is, is really interesting because they're doing something new and it will set a, a precedent. I mean, I think that there is still a possibility that they just drop all the numbers. And it's just iPhone, iPhone plus, iPhone edition. And then they just deal with it, you know, like, yeah, and then numbers either come back or don't, but they just get rid of those numbers.
1: All of that is draftable, too. I'll just point out all uh, name predictions. Yep.
0: All of that's still up for still up for drafting. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I guess we should go straight into what is your first pick?
1: All right, I decided to go with the idea, much rumored, but I'm going to put it out there that the new iPhone comes with a biometric feature that allows it to unlock based on seeing you your smiling face or your mm. frowning face or your expressionless face, doesn't matter that that it, it's real and that and that on at least one of these models, the high end model, there will be face unlock so that instead of having to touch your finger to a touch ID sensor somewhere, you can just be present and your iPhone will unlock. It's a strong pick. It's a very strong yeah, pick. I, I mean, it, it is heavily it is heavily rumored. Uh, just as the existence of three iPhones is but I, I'm, I'm gonna put my my flag in that. I, I, I think that that is a uh, it's a strong rumor it makes sense to me and it also makes sense philosophically that Apple would go that way that uh, that in the end in the ultimate phone in the the perfect phone, um, you shouldn't have to fiddle with a button or a sensor. You should just be able to pick up your phone and use it. And the way you get there is by having something like this. And I can mm. see how that has driven Apple to this point where they want it to be that the act of picking up your phone or looking at your phone is enough to unlock the phone. You don't need to do something else fiddly with it, whether it's you know putting in a passcode or resting your finger on a particular sensor just it knows it's you and you can use it. And somebody else tries that. It knows it's not them and they can't. I think that there's there's some real elegance and simplicity in there. That sounds very Apple. And face unlock is how you get there. So I hope they did it. If you want people to to secure their phones,
0: like if, if that is something that Apple wants people to do, which they will for many reasons, philosophically and also business-wise, because Apple Pay, um, not ever having to do anything... Is fantastic. Like, all you do is look at your phone, which you will do every time you want to use your phone. That is what unlocks it. Like, that's, that's it, right? Like, that's the dream. I mean, it would be amazing. Like, if that's what they're able to pull off, even in like a revision or two, like, it's perfect. I don't expect it to be that flawless. I do expect it to work really great, better than any uh, biometric stuff we've used before, like this, like where you use eye scanning or anything like that. I expect it to be good. Because otherwise, why else would they be shipping it? I mean, that's that's you know, you and Merlin were talking about this, and you know, this is this is part of like my my feeling of of trying to be optimistic about what Apple is doing this year. Um, That I believe that if they're shipping this, if they're taking away Touch ID and putting in a biometric scanner, like some kind of face scanner, some kind of eye scanner, whatever it is, I expect it to be better than anything else I've used before. Yeah, I.e., it
1: works great. They can't ship it. They can't ship it. If it doesn't work, like, yeah, you can't ship an iPhone without a biometric yeah. sensor. You they can ship it. it if
0: it's slightly slower or slightly clunkier than Touch ID. That's fine. And I don't. Right. And I'd be fine with that because I would like the coolness factor of the face unlock. But yeah, they have to ship it and it be accurate. They have to because the payment stuff is tied
1: to it. Must be at least that, a Touch yeah. ID level of quality, I think. Yep. But that, if you think about Touch ID, especially first gen Touch ID, as we said last week, um, Touch ID is not perfect. I, I have failures to read my thumb print on Touch ID all the time because uh, I'm washing the dishes sure. or whatever, and you know it's a little frustrating, but it works most of the time. And you know I don't think we're asking for this feature to be perfect. It just needs to be in the ballpark of Touch yep. ID quality.
0: And if you think, until very recently, both me and you were using first gen Touch ID every single day on our uh-huh. iPad Pros, and yep. I, I never really felt like, oh, this is so slow. It didn't really it didn't register for me too much. It's like, oh, it just right. unlocks. Like okay, you know, Touch ID two is so much quicker, but Touch ID one wasn't like laboriously slow. So yeah, I, I would like to see the face unlock stuff. I think this is a this has a very strong chance because there is. Not just rumors, but but elements of hard evidence that such a feature exists in some point at some stage, right? Like there is some kind of face something in the in the firmware that was in the the HomePod, so there is good evidence there. All right, pick number two. I am gonna go back to the uh, back to the iPhone again, and I am gonna say that the uh, the OLED iPhone, the top of the line iPhone, iPhone starts at one thousand dollars or higher. So I wow it, yeah I know this is where I think it's going. I think it's going to be a thousand dollars or higher, and I could be potentially setting myself up for a problem because if it's nine nine nine. You don't get this. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Um, but I think that this is where this phone is gonna is gonna start. Um, as I'm saying this, I'm I I think it should I should have said nine hundred, but it's too late now because I've said it. Mm. Uh I, I think this is gonna be a really premium priced phone. So let's just ig- ignore my pick for a second. Let's say it's nine hundred, right? Whatever it is, I think it's in that ballpark. It's more and than nine hundred. That the, the I, think it's, you know, I think
1: it's at least nine ninety nine. So yeah. Yeah.
0: You're probably right. And uh I will be very upset when that is the definite price. My gosh, why didn't <laughs> I think of that? Anyway, um mm. my point is that the phone that people will end up buying is gonna be a thousand dollars, right or more. You know, the, whatever people end up getting will probably end up being over a thousand dollars, and I think it's because Certainly. this is what this product is going to cost to make, or this is what they have to price it at to stop it from selling too many of them. Whatever the reason
1: that ends up being, the Galaxy Note is is 900? basically thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Yeah, it's nine nine something, nine forty, nine something like that. Yeah, and I think
0: that it's fine to have phones that exist in this point of the market. This is consumer choice and if you want to get the best of the best, this is what it costs you. I think the essential phone is around this level of of money too mm-hmm. and you know these are incredibly expensive but for a lot of people, um, if you don't want it, you don't have to pay you don't have to walk into an apple store and give them one thousand dollars cash. Right there, there are many ways to still get phones, and you pay every month for them. Like that is still a thing in the US, in the UK, it's still a thing. Even though things are kind of split up now, and you pay like part for the phone, part for the contract, you can still do that. So you know, it's, it's not like with the iPad Pros where like if you want one of those things, you're taking a thousand dollars and putting it on a table and saying to Apple, "Debit me," or "Here's all my cash." So I think that it, it, there is still room for the market for this stuff, and. I think that Apple wants a piece of that, and they can't start charging a thousand dollars for the current iPhone, but they can for the new one,
1: yeah, yeah, I think that this all makes sense. Apple is not a company that um is hesitant to price things high, like that's part of their that's part of their story mm-hmm. is they want you to give them money. That's why they make money. That's why they make money on their products, is that they focus on a market that is uh, is spending more money. And they have high-end products where they are reaping pro- uh, profits, great profits from them. And they have built, uh, by all accounts, a Uh, a high-end expensive phone. They've spared no expense, as they say. And uh, so it's not unreasonable to think this. I think there's questions about some of the details. What comes in the box? What's the opening um, storage level? Uh, are they going to use nine ninety nine or a thousand as a starting point, but have a meager storage you know have sixty four on there and then mm-hmm. and that's an open draft pick about how much storage if somebody wants to take yep. it. Uh, it it's a question are they are is it going to be a really nice product a thousand dollars or is it going to be in their usual method, you really want the one that is that is eleven hundred dollars. Um, but that's, that's Apple. That's that. And that is the gamble here is that you're going to have people who don't want the lower end models. They really do want the high end model and are turned off by the price. Yeah, And go elsewhere. It's, that's the risk. But as we talked about, you know, this is, this is, uh, uh Will the market bear that kind of a price? I guess they'll find out, but I have a hard time believing that a hot new super high-tech iPhone that costs $1,000 is not going to sell well. In fact, my guess would be, and this is not a prediction because it's not keynote based or it's a a prediction, but it's not a draft pick. My guess would be that no matter how they price this thing, they're not going to be able to make them fast enough, that it's going to be a hard to get item throughout the rest of the year, even with the high price. I'm very concerned about either A,
0: whether I'm going to be able to get one in time, or B, how much money I have to spend to do that. Do you know what I mean, right? Like, am I going to have Uh to spend $1,500 to get the phone because the ones at the entry price are all gone, right? And uh, so we'll we'll see what that ends up being like. (laughs)
1: Jason, what is your second pick? Uh, My second pick is going to be about ARKit. I think Apple had huge press at WWDC for ARKit. Apple has spent the summer crowing about how Apple's platform, iOS, will be the premier augmented reality platform as soon as iOS 11 ships, they have taken great delight in all the demos of apps that have been, you know, showing you how to do a virtual yardstick or whatever, using augmented reality on existing iPhones. You've got new iPhone hardware that's presumably even better tuned for ARKit, you've got iOS 11 shipping, and you've got an opportunity to find some amazing... Uh, vendor, amazing uh, software company that is working on an amazing app that takes advantage of ARKit. And so even though this isn't the developer conference, um, it is going into the holiday season, which is why it will probably be a game. But I'm going to predict there will be an augmented reality demo on stage, not just a video. That would be a different pick. But on stage, somebody will demonstrate augmented reality um because i I just think apple wants to keep beating this drum it's a they perceive it as an advantage google came out with um an announcement about about ar core which is very much i mean they've been working on it for a long time too but obviously at some point somebody at google was like we need to be part of this conversation apple is making so much hay with their ar kit and we've got this thing um, so they announced it and it'll be on some Android devices. And, and uh, you know, but, but again, they want to be in the game. This is an advantage that Apple has. Google knows it. Google's trying to blunt it. Apple will put the, its foot on the gas. So the, plus they're, they're crowd pleasers. They are those AR demos that we've seen videos of are kind of amazing. So I think there will be, you know, we're going to we're going to get more AR because Apple really wants to make that one of the buzzworthy things about the new software and the new hardware. This was my
0: next pick. I agree with 100% of everything you said. All we have seen that ARKit can do from Apple was a tech demo that they put together. And was it something from Epic Games? Like just kind of like a, a mostly non-interactive
1: demo of like... A, there was that the games on the table. Yeah, the, the person, person like jumped the, off the table. You know, Yeah.
0: that That's all it's been. And since then, there have been so many amazing things. And I've got a couple of betas that I've been trying out that use ARKit. Kit. And it's amazing, and you know I think Apple should really just have someone on stage to measure some stuff, because yeah, it's, right. it's like a killer feature of this, you know. And, and I expect it will be IKEA, right? Like IKEA will be there, I reckon, to, to mm. show off their stuff because IKEA is perfect for this. And I know that there's been some stuff um, in the last couple of weeks where Apple have been uh, doing some releases with these companies to show off some of the AR stuff that they've been doing which may be some demos that got cut, right? Like there may be something Mm -hmm. there. Um, But yeah, there there looks like there's going to be some fantastic things. And this is one of the things that I'm most excited about for iOS 11 because these things don't exist yet. And I expect to be spending literally all of the money to buy basically every single app that's going to be in the featured part on the App Store on iOS 11 day where they show all of the apps. Like There's a Walking Dead game and stuff like that where you shoot zombies in the real world and I'm really excited about this. And I think Apple is very aware of what they have done here. Yeah. Alright, so that's the first two picks. So we have four more picks to go, which seems like a perfect time to take a break and thank our sponsor, one of our sponsors for this week's and that is our friends at FreshBooks. Hey, Freelancers, people out there who are self-employed, people who send invoices, you know how important it is to make smart decisions for your business. Well, our friends over at FreshBooks can save you real time. They estimate that they can send you 100, save you 192 hours with their cloud accounting software because it's so easy to use. By helping you simplify tasks like invoicing, tracking your expenses and getting paid online without needing to constantly chase people, Freshbooks has drastically reduced the amount of time it takes for their over 10 million customers to deal with their paperwork freshbooks will automate late payment email reminders for you so once you've sent an invoice out to someone you don't have to be going in and checking if it's paid and then writing them an email and wondering how to word it they'll just do it for you so you have to spend less time chasing payments and more time doing whatever it is that you do that you love to get your money in right you want to be making the work that's going to get you paid rather than chasing the payment for the work you've already done They also have a new notification center, which you go into when you log into FreshBooks, into the brand new FreshBooks, and it's like a personal assistant. It will tell you the things that have changed in your business since you last logged in, and will show you what needs to be dealt with. So they show you who has checked the invoices, if there's something maybe something isn't printed, or like, hey, you should look at this. This person hasn't paid you, or you know, you can you can go in and see all of that stuff in one lovely view. FreshBooks may have over 10 million customers now, but they're still a small company at heart. This is why Forbes called them their small giant on their best small companies list this year. If you're listening to this and not yet using FreshBooks, now is the time to try it. And this is something that I wholeheartedly endorse. I use FreshBooks every single week. Stephen uses it every single week. And we have done that since Relay FM was a thing before FreshBooks was ever a sponsor. It is a fantastic tool if you get paid online freshbooks are offering a 30 day free trial for listeners of this show with no credit card required just go to freshbooks.com/upgrade and in the how did you hear about us section hey tell them that you heard about them on this show we'd like to thank freshbooks for their continued support of upgrade and relay fm all right pick number 3 um, okay. i'm going to go with here now this is a uh, this is a pick that's in the list and it's and it's kind it's close to a pick that we already went with. Um, and I'm going to say that there will be no Touch ID on the high-end iPhone. So there is some contention, I think even still about whether some kind of Touch ID sensor will remain, right? That there will maybe be some kind of fallback, maybe it's in what is considered to be a, a larger home button, uh, like a lock, sorry, a lock button that's going to be on the side of the phone. Um, Maybe there'll still be something that can read through the glass. There are many different theories about this. Um, I don't think that Touch ID is going to exist if the face unlock system exists. I think that they will go one or the other because it won't be a great demo or at least an introduction for the face unlocking system if they're like, oh, by the way, there's Touch ID. Because it makes you immediately think that the face (laughs) unlock won't work. Yeah, you can bail out. (laughs) It's like, oh, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. There's Touch ID. No, the, the other option will be put in a passcode, which nobody wants to do. So I, don't, I do not believe that there will be Touch ID on the high-end iPhone. Um, I think that this is a swan song for the Touch ID on, on the iPhone, as over time now the key will be for Apple to find ways to remove it from the entire line. Um, so yeah. I think that that's a thing. I think that that is a real thing.
1: Yeah, I think so. I wrote a piece that I think is going to go up on Macworld this week that is about the um, obvious in hindsight aspect of some of Apple's moves where um, later moves make you realize that previous moves they made were part of a pattern that you didn't see or maybe you did see that it's like, oh, those were connected. And so one of the rumors that uh, Mark Gurman wrote about at Bloomberg last week is this idea that the um, the buttonless new iPhone, um, one of the ways that the ways that you get around to multitasking or a home screen is through swiping up from a bar at the bottom of the screen. And mm-hmm. what he describes is basically iOS 11 multitasking on the iPad. And it's one of those moments where you're like, oh, like it's a bigger move that they're making. And I think I think it's true. I think that when we see this product, we're seeing the future of iOS hardware. Uh, Maybe not as much on the iPad as the iPhone, but even there, I feel like this is where Apple's going. Apple wants everything to be face unlock. I think I think that's where they want to go. And I think Apple wants to get rid of the home button uh, and replace it with gestures. I I really think that that's where they are headed and that this is going to be fascinating because it's going to be the first product out with some of these things that really change fundamental interactions of iOS. So so yeah, I, I feel like they could put Touch ID on the back. Um, I have a Nexus 5X that has Touch ID on the, or, you know, a fingerprint scanner on the back. It's fine. But you're right. It does send the message of like, you can bail out of our Face ID thing and just use your fingerprint like you usually do. And I, I just, I can't see them uh, doing, having these two different ways of doing it. Unless, unless it's like oh, but Apple Pay requires that you have a fingerprint or something. But everything I've read says that the banks are are gearing up to support other forms of biometric ID, not just a fingerprint.
0: Yeah, there are banks that already support
1: like vocal uh, authentication and stuff like that. Yeah, so if Apple wanted to do this, they'd just get... Because people have said that as an example of why there must be Touch ID on it. And it's like, it could be a reason why they keep Touch ID on it. But it's just as likely that Apple went to all of their Apple Pay partners and said, here's a a new form of biometrics we want you to endorse. And my guess is they were probably all like, all right, (laughs) You know, Apple Pay is really great for them. Let's do it. And so, uh, yeah, I would be yeah. I'd be surprised if it was there. I think that's a pretty good pick. I think there's a chance. It's a, there's a little bit of a risk because it would be something like Apple Pay or something that that um, maybe can, right not technological technological constraint, but like a partner or contract constraint that makes them like hedge. But that doesn't Apple doesn't sound like a company you know that yeah. hedges, right? They they don't do that. I would expect. I don't know this.
0: I could just be completely wrong because i'm kind of just just speaking um i would expect that even something like touch id isn't necessarily endorsed by apple pay providers but that there is some kind of agreed upon security standard that touch id meets and that this face unlock will meet so they don't need to go to visa and mastercard and all the banks and say hey endorse this new thing but apple just need to meet the security standards required that's how i would imagine it to be
1: there's a biometric uh, clause about like how you do authentication and biometric things and they probably add to it and amend it and yeah. it probably has some it's probably broader than just you must have a fingerprint sensor, right? Exactly. Because th- there are lots of different ways to, to like validate biometric. This yeah. level
0: of encryption, this must do this, must right. do this, must do this, you know, like and have this kind of sales, fail safe and this kind of check and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's how I imagine the stuff works. I mean heck. Yeah. You know, these contactless payments, a lot of what Apple Pay is doing, most of the time they're performed without any biometrics of any kind. It's just tapping a plastic card, which is in somebody's wallet. So I can't imagine that this is the most stringent of things. And I know Apple Pay can go higher than that. But I'm I'm just trying to make a point of like, if I want to spend 15 pounds in a store, I can just put my piece of plastic against it. That's all it is. So yeah, you know, I I assume that, that Apple is able to meet whatever security practices are required. Otherwise, they I, again, I don't think that they would move to the face unlock thing. Apple Pay is so important to them now, Yep. Um, that I really imagine that any type of biometric, whatever it is, has to be able to support it. And one last thing for the um, the face unlocking thing, I was talking to Marco Arment uh, about this last week. The the there is a higher like or it might have been Stephen Hackett, someone. I've seen lots of people and I, they're all merging into one now. If you want to bring <laughs> biometrics to the Mac, it's probably easier to do it through a camera than to try and put some kind of touch ID on a keyboard.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I had that same thought. That that's um it would be nice to add a touch ID sensor like they did the MacBook Pro, but if Apple's already like past touch ID, it, it also does make sense for things like uh like uh, Macs and uh, you know, i Pro iMacs and Mac laptops and all of that to, I mean the laptop you can integrate a touch ID sensor if you want to but it's a more much more every Mac basically other than the Mac Pro has a camera and the Mac yep. Pro will come the new one will come with a an Apple monitor that yes, presumably could exactly. also have that sensor built into it and isn't that a better way to do it
0: and isn't it curious that Apple decided to get back into the to the standalone monitor this, this game again hmm. makes even more sense if they
1: put a camera in it for, for face unlocking Yeah, Jason your third pick all right, with my third pick, I'm going to go again. Something that's highly rumored doesn't necessarily mean it's going to come out, especially since Apple sometimes kicks things out of September and makes um, October announcements. But it's way overdue, and so I think it's finally going to happen. And it makes a lot of sense in terms of where the entertainment industry is right now, which is a new mm-hmm. version of the Apple TV that supports both 4K, which is of course 2160 lines of resolution. It's uh, twice the the uh, the horizontal resolution, four times the pixels of a 1080 picture the standard sort of like high definition picture we think of today and high dynamic range hdr which allows on uh, 4k hdr tvs uh blacker blacks and brighter whites and uh, it's just a broader dynamic range of a picture it's more it's a higher picture quality and it's hard to describe but i think in in uh it's going to impress people. I think HDR is actually more noticeable than going from 1080 to 4k, uh, because dynamic, yeah. Yeah. Dynamic range mm-hmm. is, a, a thing that's hard to describe, but then you're like, Oh, like it looks so much better. It's like, yes, it looks, yeah. mu- it does. It looks much better. So, um, Apple's competitors have had 4K and uh, some HDR support for a while now, uh, especially Amazon and Roku. Apple has been behind here. We were kind of all hoping for a 4K Apple TV, I think, last year, and it didn't happen. I think the time is right. It's beyond right. It's got to happen. And I think it's going to come with partnerships. Not only does Netflix have 4K content that will presumably be playable on this Apple TV, but Amazon does, and Amazon does have an app coming out for the, uh, for the Apple TV. It makes me actually wonder if this is one of the reasons it got delayed. Is I they think just wanna, it might be. <laughs> they just want to yeah. release it with with their four k content on amazon um, on Amazon prime Video as well, and I think there 's an iTunes portion of this announcement too, which is Apple wants to start renting and selling people movies in 4K and HDR on iTunes so that you can attach this Apple TV to your 4K HDR TV and get one of those new to you know new to home video rentals for six bucks or seven bucks or whatever it is and uh, have that be beautiful. And then of course, 4K and HDR also is using HEBC, the new codec that's also in iOS 11 in order to save bandwidth. They don't uh, like Netflix and Amazon, they don't stream I know Netflix doesn't. I think Amazon doesn't either. They're they're not streaming 4K using H.264 video. They're using the new codec because uh, 4K is a lot more information to pass along, and uh, and so it's only natural, right? This is all. This seems to all be of a of a. Uh, again, it's one story that Apple's going to, but we haven't seen all the pieces yet. Uh, Apple also mentioned that you can do something HDR like with the iPad displays, and um and there's also a, you know the OLED display on this uh, rumored high-end iPhone. So I think Apple may have a broader story about like the quality of movies on other devices also being enhanced by these features, not just on uh, on your 4K HDR television with the new Apple TV. So I think all the pieces are there. I think it's time. I would expect
0: maybe something to do with the wide collar on the iOS devices might might help with the HDR, yep. right? And yet, yeah, of course, yeah, maybe.
1: The, the OLED phone
0: is going to make it look even better even better when the blacks are true black, right? Because of the OLED. Yeah. So yeah, I think that this one makes perfect sense. And it's something I actually do want. Um, th- this would be the only reason that I could foresee wanting to upgrade an Apple TV because I have a 4K HDR television, which was yeah. bought with all of this stuff in mind because it's where games consoles are going. It's where TV content is going. So that was why I bought the TV that I bought. Um, I have a Panasonic 4K HDR TV, The product names are just too hard. Just search for that and you'll find the series that I have if you're looking for it. Um, And it's great. And we're kind of, I think we're in a good viewing range for this stuff because I really do notice a difference. Um, But the HDR is wonderful. Just really like I scream when I see how good the picture looks. There was like a, a BBC demo where they used some nature footage and it was just unreal. Absolutely unreal. So I'm excited for more Uh, more of this stuff, especially because I have a good internet connection now so I can watch it as well. So that all works out for me. Pick four. For some of the same reasons, I'm going to go with dual cameras on all iPhones. Now, the reason I say this is looking at iOS 11. iOS 11 has a really robust depth API. Like, it is if you are not aware of this, so this is the depth API is the portrait mode stuff and they are adding a lot of really interesting things to this. So like for example, somebody with the new who maybe builds an app with the depth API, you could use portrait mode to change the color of a background. So I could take a picture of Jason and make it black and white behind him, or I could use it as some kind of pseudo green screen type thing. And with a depth API, I could put a background in. And all of this stuff can be done to already taken portrait mode photos. So there is a lot of really interesting stuff that can be done. The layers can all be pulled apart and edited individually. They're really, really enhancing this and making it available to developers. I think that they won't want to keep that for just the big phone and then this new edition, pro, whatever we're going to call it, phone. And also, because that phone is going to be smaller than the Plus, I think it makes it harder to argue why the regular phone shouldn't get it, plus the regular phone needs some new features. One of those could be dual cameras. Um, I will as well say, like I am a, uh, I love my, my Plus phone, and the dual camera is fantastic, and I use it all the time, and I love being able to do that two-time zoom. Um... Sometimes I test to make sure I'm using the two times zoom because you can do that because some you may not know this mm-hmm. the the second camera will only work in good lighting conditions so the way right. I do this if I'm if I'm unsure I just put my finger over the <laughs> second lens and press the button to change and if it doesn't go black then I just go back to the one times and just take regular pictures and can crop them later if I want to um but when it you know when it works which most of the time when I want it it does work I love, the, I love what I get. I love the photos that I get from it because I can zoom in way more on stuff. So, yeah, I love that camera. Um, I don't use portrait mode a ton, but I would use it way more with all of these cool apps features that I could maybe get a hold of. So that's why I
1: think there's going to be uh, dual cameras on all iPhones. I think it's a great uh, pick. It's, I... I... Have floated this idea, and I, I think there's some concern that the um, what Apple's not going to do is do enough of a redesign work on the iPhone 7 to add the second camera to it. But I feel the same way you do, which is they should. Yep. Right, unless their eye is completely off the ball, it would actually be a a, a notable upgrade for the iPhone 7 for that size and model, whatever they call it, 7S or 8 or whatever, to get that second camera that currently is only on the Plus. Um, I think there may be, there are always camera upgrades. um, And I think our eyes are off the ball a little bit with this new high-end iPhone where we aren't really talking about more of the details of the cameras because there are always camera upgrades. And I imagine there will be more. But adding that feature to the Plus last time, it would re- be really great if they could have figured out a way to get the dual camera into the whole line now and uh, make it, you know, extol the virtues of of uh, having the two cameras set up even more. So I'm uh, I'm hopeful. I hope you're right mm. on that. Despite our our fiercely competitive draft that we're doing, I hope you're right because I think that the that phone that I have, the iPhone seven, that's the thing that makes me sad about it. Is I like the size. I wouldn't use the seven plus, but um, but the, that camera on the 7 Plus, hmm, you know, it's really nice, really nice. It would be nice if that was on the 7 too.
0: Yeah, like every year, Apple likes to like extol the virtues of the new camera thing that they've added. And you know, I think with the last one, they kind of coupled it with with a lot of the co- wide color stuff, right, as being one of the things that you'd really get when they weren't talking about the second camera, right? So I, I think that... Um, Uh, I think that this is the big thing. This is the big thing that's happening in smartphone cameras right now is to have a second one for whatever purpose you use it for. I think this would be the big win for them and I expect it's the one that they are going to push for with Mm. the whole line.
1: And I'm going to give you, if there there is magically an iPhone SE update, I'm going to give it to you that um if it's not on that one i appreciate that a lot actually because that would be really unfair (laughs) that that would be what a technicality to lose i know yeah that
0: that would be really unfair thank you for that one jason all right what's your pick
1: um i'm gonna go i'm surprised it's still here and that we haven't gone to it and i'm gonna i'm gonna make a very particular apple watch i'm not just gonna say there's a new apple watch because that's kind of boring i'm gonna say there's a new apple watch with cellular connectivity okay that's what I'm going to go with. I think this is something that has to come to the Apple Watch. we started to get rumors that it's going to happen soon. Yep. And this is going to be the third anniversary of the announcement of the Apple Watch. And with GPS added last time in the Series 2, um, and that leaves this one clear feature missing, which is cellular. There are um, Android smartwatches that have cellular connectivity, and some people poo-poo it, but I think we've talked about it on this show before. The fact is, once your watch can get your texts and get data updates and get phone calls if you need it, then... There are lots of situations where you might not actually need to bring your phone with you. If all you're concerned about is getting a text or getting a phone call, you can do that without your phone around. And um, there are circumstances, whether it's active circumstances, you're going for a run or a bike ride or something like that, or even, I mean, the example I gave, I think, last week was uh, when I'm walking my dog over to the field that's over at the school by my house in the evening, like... I bring my phone with me. Why do I do that? Really, in case somebody needs to get in touch with me, it's basically there for emergency purposes. I'm not going to be sitting there checking Twitter while I'm talking to people and watching my dog run around. That's not going to happen. And uh, this would free me from having to bring my phone with me because I would still have access to all the data stuff. It gets it gets the Apple Watch platform, which still needs more. You know, needs to grow, but it would allow. It to become a little more independent as well, and count on having a connection. And so, I, I feel like this is a necessary place for the Apple Watch to go. And I hope it goes there uh, this month. Yeah,
0: I I buy this. I think this is. I think this is happening. I'm pretty sure
1: it's happening next week, right? Like, right.
0: I it would could. S- it could not be right, but yeah. but
1: it feels like this is Apple Watch season. Like, why would you not talk about the Apple Watch now? this is when you know this is when the big apple watch announcements have happened is this time of year now you know they skipped a year right they went they went from uh from the initial announcement and then two years later they announced the the series 2 so there's a question about like would they do it is it too soon but once the rumors started up um and this goes back to that ask upgrade question we had at the beginning of the summer, right? The moment that we said, yeah, there's probably not a new Apple Watch," that there were rumors that there would be, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick it. I feel like Apple wants to be aggressive here and keep its lead. And I think it I think with the Apple Watch, the way that they've done it, where um, they keep another model around that's cheaper. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a good approach for them because that means that they can have this be a little more pricey and still have a more accessible watch for people who just want to get something for fitness tracking and, and you know, don't want to spend the extra 100 or $200 to get the model that's got da- cellular data.
0: So here's my question on this about the timing. Um, the Apple Watch, I think, has proven to be a pretty successful holiday product. I think that's -hmm. that's been a thing for them. They found it to be successful during the holiday season. Especially if they can continue to offer good Apple Watches lower on the price line, right, by bumping them down. There is already enough products in the pipeline for the end of the year with Apple, right? Mac Pro and the HomePod, which we know are coming out at the end of the year, they might want something else if they want to maybe do an event. And that could also include a new Apple Watch in that event. So they do an event maybe in October, which could it's include possible. an Apple Watch, HomePod update, and i Mac Pro update, potentially. I mean, if I was gonna put my chips on the table, I say the Apple Watch comes out next week. It was uh it was actually gonna be one of my one of
1: my next picks, probably. But I think that there is a question there. Uh, my my gut feeling is Apple has done so much product announcement this year. It's refreshed the whole Mac line that it cares about and made pre-announcements about products that and are in the line. <laughs> and it's already announced the HomePod, and the HomePod is going to ship by the end of the year, but they've already announced it, that if I had to put money down, and again, it's outside of the keynote, so I can't do it, but I think there won't be any more Apple events this year. I think this is it. I think that they will announce the release of the HomePod and schedule with media to you know review it and things like that. I think they will um, announce the shipment of the... Um, of the iMac pro and have reviews of it. And that, that may be one of those ships on December 31st kind of things, but I think that they'll do that. And, um, but otherwise I think they're going to be done, but it's not, it's, it's possible depending on how they're feeling, that they could do it. They own the theater, right? They, they can call everybody back in now. six weeks. Yeah. And that's fine. But but the iPhone is the big spotlight. So if you want to push other products that that will benefit from being in the same spotlight as the iPhone, um, now would be a good time to do that, if you believe that. So if I had to put money down, I'd say this is it for them for this year.
0: Yeah, the, the weird part of it for me, though, I completely agree, right? It's why I, I predicted... The original iPad Pro would be with an iPhone because it's where you where everybody's looking, but this time the iPhone is being used to introduce an iPhone, which is something that they've maybe not done before, and th- that that makes it this one. There's just a lot of question marks
1: for me about around what's actually right. going to get shown. No, the the other yeah, the other way to go is to make this all about the iPhone and then just like push everything off into another event because mm-hmm. the argument is the iPhone blinds everybody to everything else right like the iphone shines so bright that you're like you know and also there was an apple tv like you miss you miss it but at the same time more people are paying attention during the yeah. iphone event so yeah. it's a it's a it's a it's tricky a it's a tricky balance mm-hmm. i i think but i i think they've generally shown that they are inclined to launch um launch apple watch and apple tv and stuff in this event
0: because i d- i do feel that like the Home pod does not yet warrant its own event or an event that's mostly dedicated to it because I think if Apple's being realistic, they should know this is an enthusiast product at best right now,
1: yeah so. well, and they and they already announced it, so i think I think yeah. they're just gonna ship it <laughs> I yeah, think the home pod they're just gonna ship it all right, pick five, I am gonna go with.
0: Uh, a slightly meta one. I'm going to go with a picture of Steve Jobs on a slide oh, on stage. Oh,
1: that was going to be my next pick. Well done. Well done. Steve I, Jobs I put that Theater. in our list. There, there it is, is just the no way
0: they, they start this event without mentioning Steve. Like, it, it will be mentioned because they will mention the fact that they're at Apple Park and it's the first time at Apple Park. And they'll say where they are because it's a thing. And if yeah. they talk about Steve in any way, they will show a picture of him. Um and I would be very surprised if none of those things happened.
1: Well, I I put it in our list so you know that I approve of this pick. <laughs> I think it's I think it is it is chancy because again it could they could mention him because Steve Jobs Theater. It's undoubtedly true that they're going to mention him, but I feel like they won't let the inaugural event at Apple Park at the Steve Jobs Theater pass without honoring Steve, and that probably means. A picture of steve in a slide on screen or a video whatever um and so yeah i think i think that's a good i think it's a good choice i I, we how could we not have some i mean like just as tim stood on the stage at a at a a, um, town hall and said we have had a lot of great events here at town hall and this is probably the last one and it wasn't there was another one but um i I imagine they will they will note that they are at at their new home and uh and mention steve
0: but there is a risk, of course, which I understand. Of I mean, you've got to get out of the shadow at some point. And I know they didn't make it any easier on themselves by naming the theater the Steve Jobs Theater. It was a fitting tribute, the right thing to do. But I understand the the the, the risk and the issue of always referring to Steve Jobs. You know, like it's 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 a tr- it's a tricky thing. So I can understand a balance to it. But I think at least this time, he, he will be called out.
1: I think that's right. I think that's I think that's uh, a good pick. Very good pick. Pick five for you, Jason. Well, since you took my next pick, you sniped me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make what what seems like an obvious thing, but I actually think it's a risky pick. But I'm going to make it. Um, I'm going to say that they are going to mention mac os or the mac on stage at some point whoa i know this was we have i we have a i almost did, like, i went the other way i almost did mac not mentioned on stage we have a list of something like 25 26
0: items or something like that because i've been removing mine as we've been talking about them maybe even more this was my penultimate item in the ranking on this list i think it's not happening at all i i think we need to set some parameters for this one as well
1: jason i think we need to like what are we? What are we classing as a mention? So I, I think they have to mention a Mac model or the Mac, or they have to mention uh, High Sierra. Right. I, I, th- I think the existence of the Mac is what I'm saying is that okay. the existence of the Mac as a product in or or operating system will happen at some point. And the funny thing is, I think it's risky but um i thought and i thought about picking mac not mentioned on stage because i think it's entirely possible that they don't even mention high sierra and high sierra and they um and they 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 it may not even release it at the same time i mean anything is possible anything is possible here with mac os but i feel like in the context of ios and watch os and all that and the fact that there's a new mac os as well That it will probably be mentioned there i i'm more skeptical about mac hardware although again i think it's possible that they will point out that in high sierra using mac hardware you can build vr or ar and it could be in that context as well but i think what is what's interesting about this is that it should be a thing that apple mentions the mac when it because it's one of its key products right and i i think that's not I think it's an open question, but I'm going to go with it. I'm going to say the Mac somehow will wedge at least a little bit of a mention into the iPhone keynote somewhere, somewhere. So that's a bingo. That is a true bingo moment, right? Right. Wow. All right. I want to make sure that we're just making sure we set our
0: parameters on this as well as we can. So like, let's say, for example, they're demoing uh, the 4K Apple TV and they talk about iTunes movies. And they say that they will, of course, run on your iPhone and your Mac. Does that count? yeah absolutely okay, if they so if they specifically the mention that
1: mac. 4k itunes okay. movies play on the 4 and 5k iMacs i think that that counts so the word mac
0: or mac os that's what we're looking for here
1: now i'm perfectly yeah, happy with this
0: yeah or oh, hi sierra i'm perfectly happy with this the, because it is the acknowledgement
1: i see it as possible
0: that that might not happen no. <laughs> right like, and this is yeah. this is
1: I think I think your parameters you're looking for is imagine that you aren't aware that the Mac exists and you go to this event. Will there be a mention that would make you go the Mac?
0: What is that?
1: What is that? <laughs> that's okay. that's what I'm looking for okay. here. We'll see. I mean, I could
0: if if you would have said this to me a year ago, I'd be like, there's no way it's too obvious. Like we're not we're not putting that in. I know. But today, I'm like, yeah, okay. I I can totally see yeah. it. I can totally see them just just never. Because if they talk about the Apple TV, the Apple Watch, and the iPhone,
1: the Mac doesn't need to be mentioned no. at any point. What I'm hoping is that it's going to be mentioned in it, very much like like if we had done a draft of uh, that, uh, that event that uh, the journalists were invited to, which we didn't mm. know was happening, so we didn't do it. And somebody had said like, okay, the Mac Mini is going to be mentioned. And the mention was, the Mac Mini is also a product in our product line, right? The most... <laughs> innocuous pointless lack of endorsement (laughs) mention ever but it was there you'd be like see they did it that's I think the delight in this is will they do it will they completely ignore the Mac or will they acknowledge it somewhere and I think actually the way they acknowledge the Mac will be telling about what Apple thinks is important with the Mac right now like is it the iMac Pro or is it like the VR stuff or is it the existence of High Sierra or is it playing back 4k movies on an iMac all of those things are like up for grabs, they could mention the Mac. What, where do they choose to do it, or do they not? Or do they effectively give the version
0: of the Mac is a, one of our product lines. And it's we, also a product that's <laughs> it's also it's a doing product great. Line
1: That we produce. Uh, yeah. Also, they, that? They, they've done away with their uh, with their, uh, you know, they used to do like, let's do a retail update, let's mm-hmm. do a product line update, and they've done away with that in recent events too, so you can't even count on that anymore. So, a presenter. It's fun. Either
0: on stage or in one of the videos, has to say one of the following three words slash phrases: Mac, Mac OS, High Sierra. Right. That's I mean, iMac
1: or Mac Pro or something like that would count too. But yeah, exactly.
0: Pictures doesn't count. I'm gonna say, like, if there's a Mac in 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 the background or
1: something, that doesn't count. It has yeah, to be the Yeah, the, the picture words. of Steve Jobs has the original Mac <laughs> next <laughs> to him. Doesn't count. <laughs> you see why I just wanted to make although, sure we set that. Uh, although I will say, if they mention that there's a Mac in that picture, it does totally does count. <laughs> I would say it totally counts. Yeah, if they say, "Look, like,
0: there yep. he is with the original Mac,"
1: that's a point for you. That's, that's it. Yep. Okay. I'm glad
0: we agree on this. Today, that's gonna. Be, you know, that's gonna be the one with the contention. I just know it. I know it. <laughs> Oh, today's show we're gonna need loads of action replays or something <laughs> <laughs> wow okay here we go and you know as well like i'm gonna have to be the one that's honest because I, I will be able to pay i think more attention to the words than you will because you'll be
1: dazzled by the bright lights i don't know i'm gonna have my mac radar turned up all the way now to 11 mm, maybe spinal tap will be there
0: Today, finally, today's show is brought to you by Encapsula. Encapsula has the website security tools and a content delivery network that you need to make your website, to make any website safer, faster, and more reliable. It's so easy to get started with Encapsula. You just need to make a small change to your DNS. That's it. There's no hardware to install, no software to install. It's ready to go whenever you are. You just sign up, you make a small change to your DNS, then you will have access to Encapsula's 30 data centers with three terabits of bandwidth. This is all a part of their global network. And what that will do for you is keep away bad guys. It will make sure that denial of service attacks never hit your servers, whilst also caching your content and optimizing any connections to your site using their powerful CDN. So your users will get your content lightning fast, no matter if something bad is happening. Their network has 3 terabits per second of on-demand scrubbing capacity and can process 30 billion attacks per second. That's a lot of stuff that they can withstand. This is why Encapsula successfully defended some of the largest website attacks on record. As a listener of this show, you can get one whole month of service absolutely Free. All you need to do is go to encapsula.com/upgrade. That's i n c a p s u l a.com/upgrade. This is where you can find out more about their service and claim your free month. I would like to thank Encapsula for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. Go to encapsula.com/upgrade. All right, Jason Snell, sixth Just and early. final pick time. Mm-hmm. Now I oh, yeah. have my in my document here. I have, two, I have two things that are incredibly similar and I need to make a decision as to where I'm going to go with this. And it's another iPhone one. Hmm. And it's the name. The name of the high-end iPhone. I want to make a pick here as to what what it's going to be called. And I'm going to make a last-minute change and I'm going to say that they're going to call this... No, I'm sticking to my guns. iPhone Pro, they're going to call it the okay. iPhone Pro. That is my pick. Um, uh, just, to, to, just to let people know, you may pick this, but uh, it was the, the answer. The choices really were well. There's three of them: iPhone Pro, iPhone Edition, and iPhone Eight. They're the names that me and you have, have settled on as what this phone could be called. Um, I was gonna change my mind to Edition, but I spent some time thinking about that in over the five seconds um, and think that maybe Edition has kind of got a bit of a bad rep for them like I don't think that the the Apple watch Edition was really met very kindly um, and Pro is part of the product lines across all of the product lines so maybe there should be an iPhone pro as well so I'm gonna go with iPhone Pro um, as the as the the ending name what w- if they call it the iPhone 8 pro would that count yes. Okay, so Pro is my kind of like new naming thing.
1: I think that's I think that's fine. I think that's a good a good possibility. I hope it's true. There's there's that too. I hope it's true. I think you like Pro, Pro the most? You know, I, I don't like the meaning of it because a professional phone user, and yet I feel like in this context it, it what it really means is that it's the high end thing. Mm-hmm. Um I don't like Edition at all. Like I don't like that name. I think it's a luxury brand context and like a jewelry kind of thing, and I think that that's a mistake for this product. So I don't, I don't like it. Yeah, they had so a much. shot
0: at that name
1: and kind of blew
0: it. Really?
1: Yeah. Yep. So I, I think that's good. I, I, um, I don't know. I think that's probably what I think the most likely name for it is is the iPhone Pro or iPhone Eight Pro. All right. All right, I've got a bunch of um funny ones here. I know I don't like I don't are you like, throw I don't one like away? any of these. Um yeah, I mean really, I could mention uh Spinal Tap again. Mm-hmm. iOS 11. That's, I am just going to say like I mean I want to win. don't think they are touring
0: cuz I want to win something other than just a, a WWDC one. But I don't think Spinal Tap's going to be on stage. Jason.
1: I don't think they're going to be. I actually am tempted, and this is going to reveal one of my Bring Out Your Dead's, I'm tempted to pick a musical guest will perform. Mm-hmm. Because Sia performed last year at this event. So I think a musical guest performing despite there being a lack of any reason why is something that it seems to happen now. <laughs> and so they could do that. That would be possible but instead i'm gonna go with this which i think is gonna happen and it'll be fun to see when we get to that point i i think and you can tell me how we're gonna judge this i think we're going to get a more than just a throwaway line about the oled screen on the high-end iphone i think we're gonna get an explanation, perhaps even with some technical jargon, about why OLED is a superior screen. Now, even though OLED phones have been out there for a while now, I think Apple in its own way is going to explain how now that Apple has embraced OLED with this screen on this device, now OLED is great. So I, I that's okay. what I'm going to go with is a a more than just a passing. Oh, and it's an OLED screen. Um, I'd say this is a pretty safe bet. Description of why OLED is good. Because I think they're they're going to sell it. They're going to sell it. The the
0: selling feature of that phone is the screen. Because that's all the phone is now. So I expect them to go into painstaking detail about how difficult it was to make that screen. And why... They knew that the only technology that could go into a screen like this would be OLED. Right, like I know that's going to be their big OLED gives you blacker
1: blacks and brighter colors. The color gamut on this OLED screen is the best we've ever done. And you'll you'll really see the difference, right? There will be a pitch for that screen and the OLED tech behind it. But there there is a risk for the screen. In
0: trying to talk about OLED too much, right? The OLED is the best and only screen now. When they are still going to be making LCDs to screens. other phones mm-hmm. and Send
1: all their other devices,
0: <laughs> there could yep. literally be just a thing about why this screen is great. But what could we're be. looking for here is OLED being spoken OLED. about and yep. why OLED. Okay, that's cool. I, yep. I I think that this is a very strong one, but as for for that reason, I would maybe not pick it because i think that there there are a lot of risks here about what apple is going to do to the rest of the iphone line and they don't want to make those phones look just
1: junk like junk i think i think it would be unfair for me to pick apple will talk about how great the screen is right (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) like that that's i might as well pick like faster processors this iphone will be rectangular (laughs) like you know it's it's yeah. yeah faster processors than last year You know, uh, yeah, sure, probably. But here, I feel like there's enough specificity here Mm -hmm. that it's, while I think it's still a likely thing, it allows us to have that question of like, are they really going to pump the OLED? But I think they are. I think they're going to, I think this is going to be that typical Apple thing where there's a thing they haven't integrated before and now they do. And it's like they just found it and it's the greatest thing ever, even though it's been around that. No, no, no. Now it's the greatest thing ever. And this screen is the reason that OLED is now the greatest thing ever. They may they may also throw throw old OLED under the bus. It's entirely possible. like, you know, there've been OLED screens before, but phew. yeah. you've never seen <laughs> an this, OLED like this but OLED this screen, and I think that's all part of the conversation, but yeah. All right. So, that's it. That's the six picks.
0: And of course, you will find in our show notes a link to a scorecard, a bingo card, a scoring card so you at home while you're watching the event can score along with us. And let us know how you score us, but just bear in mind, it does not bear weight on the picks. But I love to, uh, one of my favorite things now during an Apple keynote is to get people playing along and tweeting at us and sending us this. It's fantastic. (laughs) It really is great because I don't keep up to date with my Twitter timeline during the events, but I do keep up to date with my mentions. So I like to see people scoring along with us. And yeah, that's a lot of fun. Yep. But yeah, so there are six picks. Let's talk about some things that we think are going to happen uh, but didn't make our picks. This is the bring out your dead section. So yeah, uh, I think that wireless or inductive charging will be on the high-end iPhone. Um, but I also don't think that it's something that ships in the box, and I don't think it will right. be something that's immediately available.
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. I think there's a chance it won't exist, right? I think there's a chance... They don't need it. I'm... I'm a- I'm a little skeptical about this. Yeah, because this feels like something that's like, what's the story around this? Mm. At the same time, if they do it, they can have a whole bunch of awesome accessories and they can make a battery pack for it. And they can do, you know, who knows what else they they can do with it.
0: There's there's a bunch of fun stuff you can do if you have it. But there's already going to be just so much in this phone that's new anyway that you can hold
1: it. That. Yeah, and it's definitely not going to come in the box, right? It's going to be like, no. you can, it's now, you know, and it's got this great inductive charging thing that you can go, mm-hmm. you can buy for $200 or whatever, right? It's, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see, what, what do I have that I, I, um, I didn't want to mention. Um, well, I mentioned I mentioned musical guest, so I'll put that in there. I, I think there will probably be a musical guest only because there was before. I don't know who it's gonna be and it probably won't be Spinal Tap. We did get a Spinal Tap reference at WWC, so I feel like I'm satisfied there and that was the right audience for it. But um but I, I'm gonna say uh, again in the in the round that doesn't count, probably be a, a musical guest that will be baffling. And they'll say something about how, well, you know, we like to have musical guests now. Like when they had Bono and, uh, and The Edge come out on stage and when they had Sia had last year. And they, they do this from time to time. So um, I, I, I thought about picking that, but I didn't. Uh, I think they're going to change the AirPods pricing. Oh, you do?
0: Interesting. Yeah. The reason I think this is because I've been when I was in New York, I was seeing them everywhere. They're becoming... Really popular, and I think one of the best ways to capitalize on the popularity is just bring that price down a little bit. What are they, 150 now? Sell them for like 120, 130? Not a big change, Mm -hmm. but a change. And if they've got the 160, 160, yeah, so bringing them down to like 130, you, you may as well just do that so you can put them on stage again. And also mention how great they'll be with the new uh, iPhone. And yeah, I think bringing the price down a little bit if they've worked out the kinks in production would be smart because this is clearly a very desirable product. Bringing the barrier to entry down a little bit is what I think would be a good thing. And I understand about like, oh yeah, you want to sell them for as much money as you can, blah, 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 blah. But really, I think the closer they can get this to impulse buy, the better it will be. They can get this to closer to hundred dollars they will sell them with basically every single iPhone, right? Like, they will sell a massive amount if they can get it to ninety nine, ninety nine at some point, and this is a way to get
1: there. I had a couple AirPod related ones that I'll mention now, since we're bringing out our dead. Which is one is new colors. I think that's a possibility that they'll be, even if it's just they're also in black now. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that now that they've been shipping for a year, that um, offering some variety. Is something that I I would imagine they will do at some point. Um, you want to start with the white classic white earbuds, but like offering them in a different color or colors, I think is something they could do and will probably do at some point. Maybe it will happen uh, for for this holiday season, maybe not. And then the other speculation, which I think is not likely to happen, but it, it was on the list and I thought about it, is that the high end iPhone will come with them.
0: Not necessary.
1: I think that's exactly right, which is why why throw um a hundred and sixty dollar product in the box when you can get people to spend hundred and sixty dollars on it in addition to the thousand dollar phone? yeah, like if I'm Apple, that's how I'm thinking.
0: Apple are not going to apologize to you for making you spend one thousand dollars on a phone they right. don't it's a thousand dollars, but look
1: at the value we exactly. packed into it is probably not something that they're going to say, including
0: airPods in the box is a one hundred and fifty dollar discount. They ain't giving you that they want that one hundred and fifty dollars also.
1: I think that's right. Yeah, I,
0: I don't see it happening. I see a future where AirPods come with iPhones, but that future is many years into the future. Mm. I think we're many, many years down the line. Um, I think uh, I think we're going to get more HomeKit details, more HomeKit stuff. There's a lot of HomeKit stuff in iOS 11. Um, and I think that since Apple was announced to their software certification stuff, we may see some many more partners coming on board and they may want to show that because I do expect iOS 11 to get some time specifically at this event because it always does and I think homekit will be a will be a big part of that where they say and with iOS 11 comes all this new stuff with homekit and we now have all of these partners that are going to have homekit products in the next few months um, and I fingers crossed hope that my lovely my lovely canary will get homekit support because there is this thing now, like, and I think I understand it at this point, where you can get your software that you've written for your product certified by Apple. By doing that, you can then get HomeKit certification and your product can be updated to support HomeKit. That's how this software thing works, is my understanding now, rather than what you needed before, which is to physically include a chip into a device. So it is possible for existing Home products, home automation products, to get software updates that include HomeKit support. So I think that we're going to see a
1: lot more companies doing this now. I I think that's good. I think that's a good one. Um, I was trying to pick what the starting storage price is for the fancy new iPhone, and I went back and forth between 64 and 128. You can't buy a jet black iPhone in 64. Or in 32, you have to get 128. And I don't think they're offering 64. And and so what I want to say, and what um, Michael Gartenberg said on on download a few weeks ago, is that it'll start at 128. Yeah, I don't think Apple, again, like the AirPod argument, I don't think Apple's going to pack stuff in and say, look at the value. So I think it's more likely that it'll start at like 64, 32 or 64, and not 128, even though it's a $1,000 phone, because what they want to do is have you buy the eleven hundred dollar phone, which has one twenty eight, um, maybe it's one twenty eight, two fifty six, five twelve, or something like that. Maybe they do it that way, I but think I just only
0: do two storage options.
1: You think so? Yeah. And and what will they be? One twenty eight and five twelve.
0: Yeah, I think so. Okay,
1: well, uh, we'll we'll see. I I I have, I would love for it to be one twenty eight, which is why I think that it won't be
0: you know what though they could they could literally say and you only need 64 because of our amazing image compression and our incredible <laughs> um, app removal feature in yeah. iOS 11 although they probably wouldn't say anything if they did do it but like yeah. if they were questioned by someone afterwards that could be an answer it's like well you don't need it anymore because we've done so much to reduce the space that your phone needs yeah can I just just throw one more in
1: yeah, I've got two or three more too. Yeah, go okay, ahead. What great. else do you
0: have? I think if any person not from Apple is going to be on stage, it will be an entertainment industry executive.
1: Yes, I had that in my list and I almost picked that, but I decided I I did the Apple TV thing. Um, and uh, I think this goes hand in hand. I think having a movie person probably although it could be netflix or amazon but having a an entertainment industry person on to say it's so great the 4k stuff is amazing and the hdr stuff is amazing and you're gonna love it i think it's i think it's a distinct possibility they, they like to do that
0: i wonder if they could go big they had miyamoto right for right. super mario run what if they brought out bezos
1: yeah i guess they could it'd be weird i guess weird. they could
0: but it's not impossible, right? But like, I guess, yeah, they, you know. They,
1: they could also get like, um, they've had him on before, like Richard Plepler from uh, HBO come out and say, mm-hmm. you know, the first HDR 4K release of Game of Thrones and Westworld ever is on iTunes or something like Which that. Which is actually probably a really good pick, that exact thing you right. just said. some Something like that. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, but something like that. I think it's a, I think there's a good chance. Um, the couple others that I wanted to mention, I had in my pocket in case I really needed it during the draft, Johnny Ive narrating a White Room video because I think we're going to get a, you know, lavish uh, hardware, <laughs> you know, hardware-focused video about this design and why this spacious all all-screen design, right, is going to be something we're going to get right i i think i think we have to and it'll probably be johnny it could be somebody else could be uh you know great Josh another product margin but i think johnny will be there because Johnny's gonna be I involved in this one this is a super yeah. designy phone and so i feel like calling the white room video is uh is important um and then the other one that i uh is there another one i wanted to mention i don't know maybe that's it maybe that's it um there, I had some that I don't think are as likely to happen, like an iCloud uh, expansion. Um, what the new Apple Watch is called? I'm assuming Series Three, but it might not be. I think it um, will be. Oh yeah, I like the that one. Name. the The one I wanted to mention was the Apple TV. Um, I would like to believe and i think for competitive reasons it'll happen i would like to believe that the 4k apple tv is going to come in at one of the existing apple tv price points and that they may down price one of the existing apple tvs to get it closer because uh for people who don't know who only follow apple products the 4k hdr products the the premium 4k hdr products from roku and amazon are a hundred bucks and the existing Apple TV is 150 basically.
0: Yeah, I think they need an Apple TV that starts under $100. Yeah. And also is an option for people that don't have a 4K TV.
1: Right. So I think the existing Apple TV, what I would like to predict is that the existing Apple TV will be repriced at 99 And then this one will be 139 or $149. it will still be more expensive than the 4K HDR boxes from Roku and Amazon. That, of course it will. It's Apple. But it will be... Um, But there will be something down in the sub hundred price for Apple TV. Um, And it may be another prediction I was not willing to make in a draft context, but I'll make here is it may be that it doesn't come with a fancy Siri remote. You know, the, the cheap one, you may be stuck with the Siri remote on the high end one, but it could be that they go back to a more traditional clicky remote on the $99 model. I don't know. I don't know about that.
0: I don't know about that, Joe
1: Steele. Well, I, I think I think we've got an interesting thing to watch um, about uh, the Siri remote and how much Apple really likes it, because you know, it, generally people don't seem to like it. <laughs> At least a lot of people don't seem to like it.
0: To say that the four K Apple TV gets a new remote, which includes Siri, and that Could the current be? one keeps the one that nobody likes. <laughs> it's possible I think that there could be a new remote that goes along with this new all Apple right. TV that isn't necessarily like an apology remote but it's just right. new it's just designed differently but I expect it will feature all of the same functions so it will have a touchpad it will have all of that stuff but it will just be designed differently that's what I think we'll see be triangular it'll be yeah it could you yeah. know it could be a, 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 weird. a puck. they go in the exact opposite for what you'd expect sure. an apology remote to be and they make it circular Yeah. Okay. All
1: right, but we didn't pick any of those and we nope. get no credit for those. But they're
0: just in there. They're just in there. So we, just because we want to talk about them. All right, so that's it. That's the draft. No ask upgrade this week. No ask upgrade no. last week. No ask upgrade next week, most likely. You know why?
1: You know why? Because I hear. Of luck. <laughs> no, no, it's because ATP stole our thing. <laughs> if you want to find our show
0: notes for this week, head on over to relay.fm slash upgrade slash uh, 157. I'd have no problem with it. Actually, honestly, here's the thing I like that they did it.
1: I, I'm No, I'm very happy that they did it too. Um, I think it's a mistake for them to put Ask ATP and follow-up at the beginning of the show because I agree that means with that. the show goes on for an hour. There's a reason Ask Upgrade is at the end of Upgrade, people. Mm-hmm. But I do enjoy that they that they do it and I love their answers to their questions. I think it's all really good. So it just it's so fun happens for that me, Ask Upgrade has happened me for a
0: while. That that creator of Follow-Up, John Syracusa, is using the, thing, a thing, like, we the made. thing we made. And I don't know yeah.
1: which one of us coined the phrase. Someone can it's tell us. Cross- it's a cross-licensing arrangement that obviously yep. has happened here. Anyway, we've had questions from people like John, Kyle, Jay, Justin, and Rob in our notes for Ask Upgrade mm-hmm. for a while now, and there they will sit for probably another couple of weeks. but yeah. you know, we'll get back to it. Maybe after the summer of fun is gone and the Apple event has blown through, maybe maybe it will be time for a jumbo Ask Upgrade edition. Yeah, I think that'll um, be we'll fun.
0: See. Plus, we get so many of them over this period of time anyway so uh, please keep sending if you have things keep sending them in because I always need stuff there's always stuff that we need for the document so please continue to send them in uh, but just know that we're not going to do them over the next couple of weeks so asking us now what what we think the iPhone's going to be probably not worth doing because probably not. it will be out by then um but yeah we'll be back to ask upgrade in a couple of weeks this is just uh yeah. the tail end of the summer of fun is no ask upgrade uh so yeah. yeah that will be back but yes uh atp i i i really appreciate it actually but uh i think it might be good to put it at the end i like it at the end uh, i like the bookends to the follow up on ask upgrade
1: they have a post show which we don't have which is also very confusing but i i just feel like you know as a listener who who loves it um that's a lot of material before they get to the meaty you know whatever Mm -hmm. the hot topic is so that's that's the reason we put it at the end anyway but i love that they're doing it i'm very happy about it i just find it funny that as i've been listening to them doing it um that we haven't been but it's completely coincidental (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> completely coincidental. <laughs> they didn't steal our cheese. We didn't. We didn't it's stop getting
0: questions, or you know, like everyone directed their questions to, to ATP instead. Uh, just email oh, Marco. Do you know what I've just realized? Do you know what we have uh, on the pen addict? What ask TPA? Of course you do, because it's such a good idea. No, but it's TPA, and they have ATP. ATP. I wonder at what that point they start getting fountain
1: pen questions. When is and that going to begin? And what, what about Ask Pat? And who is Pat? Who and is why Pat? does Pat have answers? The podcast Against Technology. Tyranny.
0: tyranny. <laughs> podcast Either Against one. Tyranny with, with your host, The Rebel Podcast. Pat.
1: Uh, anyway, <laughs> Pat. <laughs> It's just a coincidence. Pat, Pat is the host. That's amazing. Pat it's is just, the host of Podcast like... Against Tyranny. How did that... That's, well, it's Pat's that clever. Pat likes to come up with acronyms yeah. for what he, Pat's d- name is. Yeah. He doesn't even
0: really care about tyranny that much, but his name was so... You know, it's just the first name it came to. Anyway, uh, relay.fm slash upgrade slash 157 for this week's show notes. Thanks again to our sponsors, The Fine Folk, Casper, Books, and Encapsula. Next week, Jason will be at the Apple event, so we will be recording and releasing after next week's Apple event, so the next episode of Upgrade will be out on Tuesday, the 12th of September look out for that because it will be coming to you as quick as we can possibly put it out, so you will have it either for the evening or the morning, whenever you want it, and it's going to be a big one we're really excited about it, I know I am I know Jason is too, Jason, where can people follow
1: the coverage that you'll be putting together for the Apple event next week? it's a great question uh, let's say sixcolors.com will have all the details of where our coverage will be so keep your eyes peeled to
0: sixcolors.com and mm-hmm. at Jason L on Twitter J-S-N-E-L-L. i am at iMike I-M-Y-K-E don't forget in the show notes will be your scorecard so you can score along with our with our six draft picks um, to, to bring out your dad's not going to be on the scorecard that's not necessary um, and uh, that's it for this week thanks for listening we'll be back next time until then say goodbye Jason Snell Bye, everybody.